Hi, welcome to Health Systems Pathways. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is designed to share insights that inform, inspire, and invite discussion about what's being done to make it easier for people to navigate complex health systems in different parts of the world. I am Marina Dalton-Brown, and I'm pleased to be your host for this two-part episode on digital health, with a focus on digital tools that help people in locating the care they need. Let's get into it. Have you ever used Google Maps or another mobile locator application to help you get to a specific place? In Trinidad, I grew up simply asking for directions and clarifying the path from actual humans along the way if I got lost. I still think it's a nice way of connecting people, but I admit that sometimes just putting in the pin for the destination and following the voice or the arrow on the map can be far more efficient. So, kind of like Google Maps helps guide us through unfamiliar streets and paths, Digital health tools might help direct users to the care they need. This is called digital signposting. For this episode, I went to Kenya to experience firsthand how digital technology is revolutionizing the way people interact with the broader health system to find the care that they need. As I traveled from the metropolis of Nairobi to the tea highlands of Kericho, a few things became very clear to me. One, along with the genuine kindness of so many people I met, the beauty of the land is utterly breathtaking. And two, I noticed the way that people use their smartphones to transact business. Of course, they use it for other things. But that part really struck me. From the hotel reception attendant to the roadside market vendor, every person I interacted with selling either a product or a service, could seamlessly transact their trade using mobile money. Kenyans are connected. All right, so pull back a bit. What do Google Maps and mobile money have to do with navigating the health system? My first guest, Christine Odour, is the head of program management in the Digital Health and Monitoring Department at PSI. She sets the context to answer that question. Over the past couple of decades, we have globally witnessed a boom in technological advancement. There has been a sharp increase in mobile phone access, including in low- and middle-income countries, with over 5.4 billion people globally subscribed to a mobile service by the end of 2022. The technology boom and rise in mobile penetration has been capitalized by different sectors redefining how they do business. For example, many low- and middle-income countries have witnessed a financial services revolution driven by mobile banking. Kenya, for instance, world's market leader in mobile money, has more cell phone subscriptions than adult citizens and more than 80% of those with a cell phone also use mobile money, commonly referred to as M-Pesa. This has brought about an unprecedented shift in money management particularly for the lower wealth quantiles who were previously left behind by the banking sector, now have an avenue to save and enjoy cashless transactions via their mobile phones. In the same vein, 
mobile technology provides an opportunity to expand digital health reach to those who need it most, leaving no one behind. In recent years, digital health has begun to gather momentum globally. It presents a great opportunity to reimagine health, both in terms of increasing access for citizens, as well as improving efficiency and quality of service delivery by healthcare providers. That said, digital health still falls short of a revolution given that it is a crowded space with many actors and digital solutions, many of which fail to achieve scale, sustainability, and true integration to national health systems. PSI looks to support governments to make sense of this crowded space and make choices regarding which solutions have adoption, scale, and sustainability potential. As Christine notes, the technological foundation that was laid many years ago in Kenya to stimulate economic growth through a major telecommunications network company and the government helped to provide a solid basis for digital signposting tools to be developed. Javan Whiter gives one example of such a tool that helps over 2 million Kenyan moms find the care they need. My name is Javan Waita, working uh, in Jakaranda Health Solutions as the head of programs. I lead the implementation of uh, two main projects, uh, a digital health platform, we call it PROMS, which aims at empowering moms with information in terms of where to seek care and when to seek care. And uh, a training program, we call it IMOC Mentorship, which empowers healthcare workers with the skills and knowledge in terms of managing maternal and the neonatal complications within healthcare facilities. So uh, as Jacaranda Health, we work within the maternal and the neonatal health space, and we recognize the gaps within MNH in terms of delays in seeking care and also access to quality healthcare services, which contribute to poor outcomes in terms of maternal and the neonatal mortality. PROMS is a simple digital SMS platform which shares messages to moms, which shares uh, gestation-specific messages to moms in terms of where to seek care and when to seek care. So it empowers them with information during pregnancy to enable them to make choices uh, during the pregnancy period. It's an interactive platform which ensures moms are also able to ask questions and as well give feedback in terms of the experience of care within the healthcare facility. What this means is apart from asking questions, the platform is also able to ensure mom's voice is brought in in terms of improving the quality of care as well as health systems improvement within the provision of care. Additionally, our platform is also AI enabled and what this means is um, the AI is able to triage questions and issues raised by the moms within the platform and is able to give high priority to uh, issues that have danger signs and ensure uh, they are handled and those clients are linked to care as soon as possible. And that means uh, we are able to redirect uh, high-risk moms, moms who have danger signs to seek care as soon as possible. And that means we are able to avert maternal and neonatal complications as early as possible. Our PROMS platform carries a reach of about 2.5 million moms within the country. 
We are currently within 22 counties uh, of the 47 counties in Kenya, and our reach is about 60% of all the mums delivering within the country. So in terms of acceptance, in terms of um, user-friendliness, our platform is user-friendly and accepted, and we are looking forward into reaching every mum within the country. And that means uh, we have a bigger, a bigger goal in the next two to three years by 2025 to ensure every mom is part of the platform. Our goals are aligned with the UHC goal of ensuring uh, every Kenyan, or in this case, I would say every mom is enriched with information, is being empowered with information, and we are working uh, closely with the Minister of Health at county level and also national level to align with the UHC, UHC plan. We are leveraging on CHVs or the, the community health promoters who are fully supported by the government in terms of collaborating to ensure they enroll mums to the platform uh, and every mum is receiving uh, information. While many health sector digital tools are often workforce-facing, meaning that they are tools that support health providers and administrators with training and data management. Javan reminds us of the importance of direct consumer-facing digital tools, which help to elevate client voices and support the establishment of direct pathways to information and care, while simultaneously strengthening the health system. He also mentions universal healthcare, which is a global goal that Kenya, from a national level, is taking seriously. Universal healthcare, which is sometimes shortened to UHC, was actually the theme at this year's Mashuja Day celebration. Mashuja Day is a Kenyan holiday celebrated on October 20th each year, commemorating national heroes of the country. In seeking to learn more about how UHC is brought home to citizens for this year's celebration, I traveled to Caricho County, where Mashuja Day celebrations were well underway. The atmosphere was charged with activity and excitement, with colorful interactive tents and booths from the Ministry of Health and many organizations set up along the Caricho Green Stadium. There, I met Gladys Mugambi, who shared more about how the interaction and integration of digital tools and social media at the national level helps the citizens of Kenya. I'm Gladys Mugambi. I head the Directorate of Health Promotion and Education, Ministry of Health in Kenya. Yes, uh, in Kenya, after uh, realizing that we have those challenges, we decided to embrace issues of technology to help us get the information that we require about people and uh, if they are sick and what they need to, is being done to them. We used to use paper to keep record, but now we are going digital. Even in communication, we've realized that people are moving from the printed uh, paper to getting information online. So we are also trying to see that we introduce technology, even in communication on health, so that people are able to get information that they require to take care of themselves. One of the areas we have embraced is the use of uh, social media and digital media to communicate to people concerning health. And we've got support to come up with the Jali chatbot, 
the chatbot provides information to the Kenyans or any Kenyan. Uh, it's a self-service process whereby we got a, a unique number 0700-719719. So that is a number that when uh, any Kenyan saves it on their phone, they are able to chat through WhatsApp and they are able to get information on various diseases, what to do when they get sick, how to prevent them. And then it also provides information on where their facilities are. Somebody can click using the locator and they are able to use the Google map and see where the nearest facility is, wherever they are, so that they can just go and get a, get a service. It's also providing an opportunity for us to keep improving on the messaging. When we want to change a message, we can go in there and change it, rather than going to withdraw a message that had already been printed. So we find it easier when we do it digitally. We already have a lot of information in it, and Kenyans are able to now save that number and use it to access information on health. So we shall be using it to warn people when there is a disease outbreak. We are able to put the new information there. And then the information on mental health, diabetes, nutrition, anything that we need to do on health, we can be able to put it there. And Kenyans will get it without us struggling. And we'll, what we'll do is to market it so that people know about it. They will not be looking for information anymore. As another digital health locator tool, the Jali WhatsApp platform is helping Kenyans get the information they need to locate the services they require for their health and well-being. In the second part of this episode, we learn more about Jali and hear directly from citizens about how this tool is helping them and what's on the horizon for this innovation. Thanks to my guests for sharing their perspectives and insights on how we can make it easier to navigate complex health systems. To learn more about this topic, head to psi.org. There, you can read blog posts and technical briefs and watch short videos about this theme and other topics related to health system strengthening. Also, follow and share this podcast and get in touch to share your ideas and your insights. Now, Tune in for the second part of this episode of Health Systems Pathways. Take care and stay connected.